Welcome to episode 97 of the Misanthropod. I'm Snipe, and as always, I'm joined by Wib. Say hello. Hello. And I am also joined by Drumblebum. Say hello. Hello. How are you lovely gents doing today? I'm I'm doing okay. We just got home after spending like an hour on the bus. Um, so I'm, I'm deeply unhappy about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you hate the bus. I mean... Yeah. Not the concept of the bus. The concept of the bus is fantastic. It's just it was full of fuckers, and I <laughs> yeah. was not happy about having oh. to sit next to a fucker that wasn't you. <laughs> I haven't ne- no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but apart from that, I am I am very good. So apart you. from the bus critique, yeah, apart from the scathing critique of the Nottingham to Derby bus route, <laughs> um, if you happen to be stupid enough to take it during rush hour when you don't have to, yeah, um, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Oh. I'm good. Uh, how are you, Matt? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I spent the day, weirdly enough, arguing with bus companies and arguing with train companies, which I didn't realise was podcast material, but apparently here we are. Yes, yeah, wow. apparently what we're doing now. Why were you arguing with, with bus companies? Bus no, companies he had cause... no reason. He just, he's just angry about them. <laughs> oh. No, it was, it was when I was leaving your house last and I was getting the ba- last book, bus out of Derby. Oh, is the this app... when you use the contactless stuff and it no. charges you like double? No, because it starts because oh, like fucking fun. they do that to me. It was like, oh, this is a two pound journey, and it charged me six fucking quid. Oh, yeah, that's not fun. No, it wasn't that. <sighs> um, no, it was just the bus that was meant to be there that said it on the app and on all of the bo- departure boards in the station and on the departure board on the bay just didn't turn up. So then I told them this because then I had to get a taxi home. So I told them this and said, well, I mean, to be honest, I quite like the taxi money back because your bus just didn't turn up, and. They emailed back and said, "Well, the last bus, the last bus isn't at eleven thirty-five. It's actually at eleven thirty. So no." And I was like, "Well, I was there before that, and a that means your app was wrong, and that's what I was, and the departure boards and everything's wrong. So that's partially not my fault." Then B, I was there at that time, and that wasn't there either. So like, regardless of which way you're looking at this, you're wrong. So <laughs> like, I don't know what you want to do about this, but you're in the wrong, not me here. <laughs> that sounds so like fun. a great fun use of your day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And similar issues with train companies, to be honest. The main issue with that one is that all the train companies are different companies, which is stupid on every possible level. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. But anyway, apart from that, I'm all good. good. Snipe, how are you? Well, I'm kind of feeling left out because I don't have any bus complaints that I haven't already aired on social media. Uh, I, I mean, make one up. Like a wild one that can top both of ours. I went to catch the bus and... I ate it by accident. <laughs> Why is that a complaint? It wasn't very tasty. Okay. I was hungry half an hour later. It's pretty taut, but pretty terrible. And I was half an hour late for box size, and I got stitched because I just eaten. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Terrible. None of these things are your fault. No, yeah. they aren't. <laughs> it's like I was yawning, and it drove into my mouth. And when I notice something in my mouth, I ch- I, I chew it one hundred times to aid in digestion, and I eat it. <laughs> I literally, I, I can't go to the bus station without wearing the, please keep buses away from me. If I am yawning, I will eat them because anything that goes in my mouth, I will eat t-shirt. Um, 
Okay, let's... Before anyone starts thinking too much about the implications of what you just said, apart from eating busters, how are you? I'm fine. Okay, good. <laughs> so, some general news. Um, some people might have noticed that there's a, there's an exclusive 40k miniature... Like for uh, for store opening celebration kind of thingies. Yeah, um, little little lady called Sergeant Ripper Jackson, which is a good name. Which is a good name, especially for a Katachan <laughs> jungle fighter. Yeah, um, yeah. This new uh, new Katachan uh, lady sergeant uh, model that's been released now. Annoyingly, uh, for a female guardswoman, which there is a fucking like absence of from their model line Even right now half of them should be female yeah well like cadians mm. half of them should be women like yeah they just should be yeah um like canonically that's what they are so the fact there is literally like i th- actually is the commissar are they cadian i don't know where they're from actually i don't know um but yeah the fact that there's no regular troopers is like just weird mm-hmm. um but yeah so that's rather cool but the problem is is that yeah it's a store opening mini so unless you happen to know a store that's opening <sighs> near you oh yeah is that the only way of getting it yeah it's the only way to get it oh but i'm yeah. ugh, i do want one and i also want to just put it out there there's like a minority of absolute fucking morons that are getting really mad because uh women's and it's genuinely super pathetic <laughs> Because, like, I still, I, what was it, Kirioth was like, he, he print screened a bunch of comments and one of them was, oh my god, where are her nipples? She looks like a man. It's like, are you telling me that if you can't see a woman's nipples, you just think they're male? I mean, I, that, I, that, that feels like a you uh, problem, dude. That, that is the implication of that sentence. And yeah, that's... Or like, oh, woman with muscles, man, again, I worry for you if, like, there's something wrong with your with your cognitive process. If you see, like, speaking as a muscular woman, if you look at a woman with muscles and go, "Oh, where's the woman? Uh, what's going on here?" There's something. You're just a dick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, but- she's she's really cool. I like it how they didn't make her like super like. Like fucking, you know, if this was done in the nineties, she would have had like oh, yeah. it would have been low cut trousers oh, with a g seen... string up to her fucking tits. <laughs> have you seen some of the nineties um, guardsman models? Yeah, they ain't great. I mean, now I will clarify. I'm not saying that you can't have massively overly sexualized like characters. That's that's fine. It's just if you're gonna do that with like female like guards. Then I want to see fucking banana hammock wearing gu- like male guards covered in fucking <laughs> yeah. body oil bending over mm. so you can see the curves of their balls. And I- gooch. <laughs> I will say one interesting thing about the model is that um, they have a midriff showing, but I think that's just so they can show off the abs. Yeah. Basically <laughs> like how Doom Guy on the original covers got his ab section ripped out so that- you can see him. <laughs> Honestly, that image awoken things in me when I was a kid. <laughs> I was a little girl going, I don't oh know why I like this so much. Also, Doom Guy with a nosebleed? Oh. Ooh. I did not understand those feelings. <laughs> anyway, now that I've finished Thirsting After Doom Guy, I like it how, like, you know, she's obviously a lady, mm. and but, like, she still fits the design brief of 
Katachans and the way that she's a fucking she's a she's a femme Rambo. Yeah, she's fucking muscular as hell. She's doing a big scream on her and is armored to the teeth well, and also has a prosthetic leg, which is super badass. Yeah, I did not even notice that. Yeah, the one she's standing on, like, the broken Tyranid carapace is, like, just from the knee down. It's, like, it's like an Imperial Guard prosthetic. It's really cool. She's also wielding a bolter, which, like, regular humans don't wield bolters very often because they have a habit of breaking arms. You, like, like, for, like, to carry that gun, she needs to have those guns, you know what I mean? <laughs> And yeah, she's yeah. just really cool. And the scar over the eye and everything, she's just yeah. rad. But yeah, as I say, the only real problem is that, yeah, the, the whole just, yeah. availability is going to be... Like, I can see what's going to happen is that people who are near, like, They'll go and buy, opening, like, 30 and then then scalp them on eBay. Like yeah. dicks. <laughs> Probably. Which is a pity. Like, I... <sighs> yeah, I would really like her. Because she's, she's so cool, but... Like, we've managed... We've been lucky enough to pick up a handful of the, like, exclusive minis, but, like, you do end up going, like, well, it's kind of bullshit that I could only get this on, like, one day or in one specific place or yeah. whatever. Especially when it's something like this that, like, people have wanted for decades. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't mind, like, the Warhammer World exclusive stuff. That's, like, okay, I kind of get it. Because it's not, like... It, I mean, how often does a fucking store open? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. And it's just like, yeah. Ugh. But yeah, does anyone have anything else to say about the new model? Or shall we like move on? Like her, do want, quite upset, I'll probably never own her. Yeah. No one could own her. <laughs> but yeah. you know what I mean. That seems to... I like it. I, I'm, I really hope they do some more female like guard models, because not only is it cool, it's canon, which so many people cling to. Yeah, it'd just be nice to see some some uh, diversity in there. But anyway, wibble it, just yes. a little bit. Can what? you can you actually just like <laughs> say that without doing that, that. whole thing? Yeah. yeah, like can you can you ask me about what I've been doing without doing that? Is it physically what? possible what anymore? Am I, doing? I honestly don't know what you're talking about. I don't you. No, okay. whip a lot, just a little bot. What have you been up to? <laughs> it got worse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, moving on from that, uh, I have in fact done a few things. Yeah, um, unforgivable, unforgivable things. <laughs> um, so I've been uh, doing a few, a few little hobby projects. Um, well, you got to make it sound like that, don't you? Uh, I've been uh, getting together a, another rogue trader dreadnought that I got. I've been sculpting a bust of Jimmy Carr with my own spunk. Um, I mean, no. Specific. <laughs> it's a bit too specific, yeah. isn't it? That'll make you think. <laughs> but anyway, um... Matt's like frantically looking for his journal that I've obviously frantically been reading. wiping up, <laughs> frantically <laughs> scooping up. Anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I've been making a new Rogue Trader Dreadnought, so that's fun. Um, it's one of the ones with the short legs. He's so... got the little stumpy leggies. Oh. So, so I had to build a fucking plinth for him so that he'd stand even remotely the same height as a modern Dreadnought. Yeah, that, it was, that was an ordeal, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll go into it in detail. Cause, uh, spoilers, this is going to be like a video if everything goes well. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I what I had to do was... so the. The base, I was like, okay, I want to make it taller. So I used some dice, because we got a ton of dice from the Mortal Realms. 
We've got so many fucking um, dice. From, from buying a few copies of the first one, and they're just dice that nothing's going to be done with. So I was like, okay, well, I'll use those, because they're about the, they're like the right height to make it a thing. And then I got some like all-purpose filler, like the stuff you use to fill holes in your walls to like make the bulk of it. Because I'd recently been reading like an old GW book about making terrain, and it suggested using that for that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh yeah, that would totally work, wouldn't it? And okay. it's dirt cheap compared to like green stuff or what have you, um, which obviously is yeah, yeah, know, yeah. more useful for more kind of things. So I used it. Now it takes paint fine. Uh, regular texture paint works on it, like the gravelly stuff that all works on it. However, what I found out is that if you use the crackle paints, like um, um, like Martian Iron Crust, a grill and earth kind of stuff that like splits up into the uh, the like the parched earth. Yeah, is the crust one? I think that's that's the other one. It's oh. Iron Earth, I think. Iron Earth, yeah, sorry. So, um, fucking, they name it Iron Iron Crust and Iron Earth. It's like, hey, yeah. stop. Iron Earth <laughs> is the one that looks like a crust, and Iron Crust is the one that doesn't. Obviously. Yes, yes. Yeah. Because um, Games Workshop fucking <laughs> hate us all. Um, but yeah, if you use one of those, um, the pressure of it uh, of it cracking and shrinking in order to make the, the cracks appear, um, yeah, that's enough to rip the <laughs> filler away, apparently. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's good. Um, which I yeah. found out after doing it, because I, I put my old Rogue Trader Dreadnought on a 60mm base. Because mm-hmm. um, I was like, well, if I'm doing it for the other one, I'll put that one on the right base as well. And yeah, that just tore it to pieces, and it was like, oh, <laughs> okay. So I had to gradually like go through very slowly and like do it bit by bit. And it looks fine now, but yeah. Uh, so what I did with um, the base for the other one, it's like, okay, well, I'll cover it in a layer of green stuff. Like a, re- a thin layer, just so that there's nothing touching it. Because I tried like covering it in PVA glue, um, the parts that didn't work, um, and that still pulled it up. Um, so I was like, "Shit, okay, right, well, okay." Uh, so I covered it in green stuff. Well, I started covering it in green stuff. Turned out that when you do use green stuff, uh, the water in it reacts badly to it. <laughs> um, right. So I then had to then cover it in PVA glue, so I could then cover it in green stuff. <laughs> Loads of Good. fun. Good. So a time, a time and money saving exercise ended up saving me neither. <laughs> um, but you learned a lot, though. But I learned a lot. So yeah, so that's definitely it's a positive. not all bad, and it looks okay now. I've just got like it's all I've got all the base coats on it now, so it adds mm-hmm. all good. Um, I also finally bit the bullet and built a, uh, a shock attack gun for my Grot Rebellion. Mm. So I now have a legal Grot Rebellion force. <laughs> It's 300-odd points. It's 330 <laughs> points and contains 20 grots, 3 killer cans, the Red Gobbo, a Runt Herd, and a Shock Attacker. Like, <laughs> that is a lot for what you could field, like, I don't know, two squads of Space Marines and, like, a HQ choice. <laughs> so that's pretty fun. Um, I could, like, have Bjorn and, like, two Fenrisian wolves. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I want to see that fight. That would be pretty amazing. <laughs> I think that should be that this year's um, like bat rep. Yeah, is that I'll put my Grot Rebellion against and something then, silly. Yeah, maybe put it against your nids. You can have like three Carnifexes, and that's it. I mean, that's all you need. <laughs> um, but apart from that, I have been watching through the entirety of the new Shira. Um, I watched through the first season and it was really good. Mm, well, and watched... apparently, like, Adora is just me. She has my ha- my old hairstyle. She yes. has my natural hair colour. And she's like a seven foot tall, like, muscle woman. Just like I am. 
There's maybe some slight differences there, but... Okay, I'm eight foot tall, but still, splitting hair. Yeah, close. Yeah, close. Yeah, okay, let's just, let's just leave it there. Um, but yeah, so I watched through all, I think there's four seasons of it. Yeah. Um, relatively short What, there's season. four seasons? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. the, but they've the, got like I'm... 12 or 7 to 12 episodes in each season yeah like okay. the middle oh. two seasons are only like I think one has 6 and one has like 7 episodes okay so oh, that's not too bad and Just they're only 20 <laughs> they're only 20 I felt minutes bad long that, I felt bad that I haven't watched it yet I thought I was only like two seasons behind I didn't realize I was four <laughs> I was like oh no <laughs> yeah if it was like a, a regular like um, American series then it would there's about enough episodes to make like a season and a bit so yeah okay, that's not it's bad. not too bad you can watch you can burn through them like in a few days if you really really want to uh, and yeah I've been really really enjoying it um, it's really it's good and super cool yeah there's and, there's and way better than the original it's not particularly difficult to be better than the uh... no I mean <laughs> like the worst part about it is the names Yes. Like Huntara and Thronetta or something. Okay, Huntara's like in the grand scheme of things one of the, the least bad like offenders of it. Netossa. Netossa. She throws nets. Yeah. Uh my no, Tossa. Is... Tosses nets. Yes. Yeah. Good. They Good. do make a joke about that. Uh my personal oh, okay. uh least favourite one is like uh Glimmer's as uh, one of the main characters because there's Adora who's She-Ra and then there's like Glimmer and Bo are like the her, her kind of like companion, like her yeah. friends and they're sort of like the main trio that the show kind of follows um, and, and her comrade aunt... flying horse oh yes and, and comrade swift wind swift yeah comrade yeah. swift wind who were uh, you know <laughs> who was basically an anarchist a little bit, it's yeah. Pretty good. So I was talking about toppling on just hierarchies and the like. Um, so obviously, I love the horse. The horse is amazing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they um, Glimmer's aunt is like Aunt Caster, and um, her full name from the original show, which is mentioned like twice in the entire run of it, is Caster Spell. She's a mage. Oh. Uh, yeah. The names suck. Um, the, 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 the bad guys come from the fright zone. It's yeah. all the names that they had to use because of the old show. I yeah, wonder, why, I wonder yeah. why Catra's called that. <laughs> Who knows? Although, to be fair, is it Scorpia? Scorpia, yeah. She is amazing. Yeah, no. Um, it, she gives really good hugs. It's it's really, really cool. And there's, there's a few little things in it that... Um, like uh, really, really kind of like stood out to me. Um, one is that it's really cool that there is a non-binary character in it who is played by a non-binary actor, which is just kind of cool. Good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they play a weird goblin character. It's <laughs> great. Fair. Called Double Trouble. Another terrible name. <laughs> you, yeah, there's certain things they can't get away from. Um, but despite having all that kind of like silliness, it like has a lot of heart to it, and it like it is nice. It, it's just really, really cool. Um, it, it it just the, feels good, and also the um oh what's his name the the uh, the sailor who's basically just my D and D character Nathan. <laughs> yes, yes, he is Seahawk. Seahawk, yeah, he's basically Nathan. He's basically uh, there Nathan. is actually an episode of it that is just D and D. Uh, they're all just playing D and D. Playing a human warlock. Uh, they're they're doing like, they're they're planning an attack, but they're doing it like D and D. That's amazing. Um, and when Bo does it, um, he imagines the world, and they're all in the costumes from the original show. Okay, that's kind of cool. Uh, which is quite fun. I bet they all look like twats. They do, yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, honestly, I re- I really really enjoyed it. Um, 
and I actually having ne- having watched it, um, it is even more incom. Well, okay, I actually fully understand why because they're reactionary dickheads. But I, um, yeah. I don't understand why there was any who are about it beyond this is a good show because um, because it- I am get uncomfortable when is not about me. Well, yeah, yeah. as I say, they're just uh, people. Who oh yeah, no, upset they're just, they're it. just dickheads. It's yeah, like, oh, fuck off. Um, but uh, because yeah, the show is just really well written. Um, deals with a lot of really interesting conversation you know discussions there's a lot of things about friendships and what makes them work and when a friendship is Mag- magic i'd heard <laughs> yeah. that's that's the show i've hi there every pony yeah. welcome to the misanthropod the number one cynical my little pony podcast online we're gonna talk about it like Put your hooves together everybody like every pony eight years after everyone stopped caring about it yeah <laughs> i i have watched one episode of, of my little pony. i watched equestria girls one and two why did you do that because were they any good um they were okay honestly like the only it, it's like the rick and morty problem i have a problem with this that small part of the fandom it can it does kind of taint yeah it does but i mean honestly it was fine um it was colorful it was fun the music was was peppy and cute and yeah it was honestly it's fine oh yeah i think it'd be you know a good thing for kids yeah because it's just very engaging to look Mm. at so yeah. But yes, She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, I believe mm-hmm. is the full title, uh, 100% uh, would recommend. Uh, even the, like the villains, like all of them are really engaging and have like, they're not, even though they come from the Fright Zone, they're not just villain, <laughs> uh, yeah, which okay. is really great. Okay. Um, There's a lot of depth there. Yeah, and cool. uh, there are two things about um, voice actors in it that I feel I should mention. Uh, one of which is that Catra's voice actress is the person that plays Stavoni in Steven Universe. Stavoni, heck uh, yeah. Which is cool. And uh, the other one is the one that messed with me most. Because I don't know about you, but whenever I watch a show, I'll wait until I've watched a fair bit of it. So I'm not going to like get too badly spoiled on characters that will show up. And then I'll go into IMDB and see what like voice actors and things were in other things. Because I just find that really interesting. Mm. And then mm. I was like, okay, uh, look at the actress who plays Glimmer. And then I scroll down a bit and I go, wait, what? She was she was Katana in Suicide Squad. What? Mm-hmm. What? I would recommend not being killed by her. <laughs> her sword Does... captures the souls of her enemy. That was so on point of a, fl- of a fucking flag impression. That was terrifying. Her name's Katana. She's got my back. <laughs> um, does, does Katana even have any lines? She literally bows at one point and whispers a prayer, and that's basically it. And I think she's she a... cries at some point, too. I just like the idea of this person who I've seen the majority of their work as a voice actress. I've seen them in a movie where they basically don't talk. <laughs> don't say anything, yeah. I was looking on Amazon, and I can get a Captain Boomerang figure from Suicide Squad for £4.98. And I was really tempted to get one, because fuck, he's awful. He's <laughs> really bad in that movie. <laughs> I mean, people seem to just dislike Jai Courtney anyway. So, I don't know why. I mean, maybe, maybe he's a complete, like, dick. I don't know. But Captain Boomerang was so fucking shit, I love him. He <laughs> was he was the Waluigi of that movie for you, wasn't really he? He really was! <laughs> Where he's just so shit, you love him. He honestly was so shit, 
He was amazing. <laughs> the thing I most like about Suicide Squad is where he puts the... Uh, he, oh, he, he keeps puts putting the unicorn, the unicorn in there because he likes to put his wee-wee near it. And then there's a rule of three where he, he puts it in there and you see it twice and then the third time he gets stabbed in the chest and then he's like aha and pulls it out and it's stuck in money and what the fuck is a pink unicorn editing is for dweebs yeah um, film theory is stupid we don't need that shit yeah it was really weird because like they establish in his intro spiel that he has uh, he likes pink unicorns quote Uh, for pink unicorns a fetish for pink unicorns he puts it in his coat at the start and then there's a shootout and he dives out of the way and like it falls out yeah, and then it falls out and he puts it back in. And it's very it's very deliberate that they show you everything about this pink unicorn. And then after that point, it's never shown again. And the one time that it could have made sense, like, oh, he gets stabbed and it gets stabbed into the unicorn and that's what saves him. It's just money instead, which mm. we... It's, like, fascinating, <laughs> that movie. It's like, <laughs> if someone paid me money to edit a movie badly on purpose, I I couldn't do that even like knowing what i know about editing you know how when you know a good deal about something Mm. you can create something deliberately fucking awful yes i couldn't do that it's it's i I could not do it it remind it reminds me from an editing front it's like uh, i remember when i was watching through uh like the first I i couldn't get through the first season it was too bad of uh, Disenchantment, and I spent the entire time going, mm-hmm. like, from, like, someone... The Kulashov effect! Oh! <laughs> um, but when I was, I was, like, watching it, and I was going, as someone that has done a lot of editing for comedic purposes, like, I was sitting there and going, like, what, why is that cut like that? Like, I know that people have to animate it, so you are restricted to certain things. Like, you've told them to do this, and you're left with that raw material, but, like... Just cut that. Could just cut that shot by like half a second, and it would be so much punchier. And the whole show was full of things like that. And I was mm-hmm. just, I was, was shocked. Dead by air. It. Yeah, it was weird. It was like, it was like you know when you first start editing, like you cut everything way too short, or then, way too long, or way too long. I, I I I always veered towards the I cut everything way too short, so yeah. it ended way too quickly. And then when I realised that, I started leaving everything on for a bit too long. And it feels like that's at the point that that show was edited. Where they're like, oh, I can't cut it too short, so I'll leave six seconds of dead air on the end of this. <laughs> they have because you always it overdo it before yeah. you figure out the nuance. Which is just weird. But yeah, um, we should probably stop talking about really old shit and continue. <laughs> just randomly talking about movies and TV shows that are very bad. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, I have got one other thing to uh, mention. I've been playing a shite load of Two Point Hospital. Ooh, time to get political. <laughs> what are you saying <laughs> that I'm going to find some way to be political uh, talking about a game that's based around, you know, a health service? It's not like, you know, the fact that you have to pay for health services has got any kind of political implications around the world right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just... It's fine. Can you imagine living in a world where some people are believed that they should just die because they don't have money? Anyway, yeah. Two Point Hospital is a video game, an apolitical <laughs> one. This is an apolitical podcast, everybody. And if you say anything political, like if you mention women, we're going to ban you because that's politics. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. I'm going to talk about the video game for a bit. And I, I'm actually, I'm actually going to say something that I actually that is to do with politics that I actually think is really fascinating oh, about the game. You're not going to talk about I don't know people who aren't white that exist because that's political. According to the or internet, or putting yes. putting like a woman 
in like a coat in the snow. That's political as fuck, my I, dude. I, I know, but I'll talk about the game. Um, <laughs> Two Point Hospital is a spiritual successor to Theme Hospital. That, those were really, really big, and I never got into them. I've I mm. never played Theme Hospital at the time. I played it a little bit a few years ago when it was free on Origin of all places. Wow. Oh yeah, when they yeah. were still like, we suck so bad. Here's free games, and then they just stopped doing it because they did were they? Like, yeah. They stopped oh. doing it a month, like a year ago, because they oh, were really? like, we don't have anything else to give. <laughs> <laughs> also, Epic Game Store's here, and people hate that more for some reason. And I, I, I know why people hate it, but yeah. I was just <laughs> saying, very good reasons. Like, like, EA wouldn't know why. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I, having not really played Theme Hospital, so I was kind of coming into it from a vague recollection of having tried it a little bit in recent memory. Oh, can I quickly um, interrupt you? Two Point Hospital, is that the ones where they have the um, the promotional image where it's just really creepy, like uh, Wallace, like cheese faces? Where they look like the works of Ardman Animation, the people that made Wallace and Gromit. Yes, they do look like that. Yeah, what the fuck is up with that? They're so creepy. Every it, time, like, st- I, I, like, I'll open Steam, like, mm, like half the time, it'll be like, hey, look at theme animal park or something and there's this really creepy looking people and it just freaks me out i hate it yeah no it, it, it <laughs> does the, it has gone for like an intentional style that does look a little um wallace and gromity mm-hmm. um except they don't look as good so no. yeah but <laughs> yeah the character models are i, I don't, they look like someone's first attempt at making a face in a 3d program but it's that sort of a such a minor point. Yeah, it is yeah. a stylistic thing. I know the people that made it aren't. <laughs> they're not complete amateurs. Like, no, 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 no. I was it's just a saying, style. It's, like, it's, it's just an aesthetic that I personally can't yeah. get on with. But yeah. um, and it doesn't really affect the game itself because the game is really fucking good. Um, so um, yeah, it's your standard kind of tycoon thing. You know, you build things and you have to satisfy the wants of the people inside it. And I'm ignoring you, laughing at that. <laughs> and. You you slowly build a bigger and bigger hospital. You have to hire your staff and like manage them, and you slowly train them because they have certain skills that they have. So, say there will be one person who they're really good at diagnosing people, so you can like set them to be um, you know working the kind of diagnostics kind of places, um, or some will be you know psychologists, so you can set them to work. Now that's that's interesting because I, I haven't really played many hospital sims, but it is cool to have basically like mental health being taken into yeah. account psychiatry is like a whole thing uh, thing within it that's really cool um you know they go and sit on the couches the the the, the, the long every um, therapy session couch. i've had i sit on just a padded chair i i, I know it's a lie i want to lie down <laughs> and reminisce about my disappointing childhood um, so I want to lie down on a, on a, on a, a long couch, a chaise long, a chaise long, and, and like, like eat and drink red wine and be like, it all started when my father came back from the war, but and just no. look glamorous and wear a f- and wear a fucking feather boa. Well, like, but Sigmund no, you just Freud sit down, like, you just you sit just... down, and they go, oh, have you filled in your mindfulness sheets, and you're like, yeah, and they go, yeah. okay, um, like. On the scale of one to five, one being severely and five being not at all, how has your mental health affected your day-to-day tasks? And you're like, I don't know, four? And they're like, "Mm, why do you think that is? I don't know, fucking, I don't don't know, David, I'm fucking depressed. 
I mean, I think, okay, on a scale of one to five, though, and I'm like, oh, fine. I think the scale of one to five uh, shtick might actually be doing better jobs than uh, sitting there drinking wine and talking about your family too long. <laughs> okay, but, um, but that would be glamorous. And yes. I don't even like red wine. I think it's basically like it's for the, that shit. It's for the aesthetic. It's the aesthetic, though. And I, I have, like, the flapper hairstyle and, and a string of pearls, and I'd be smoking a cigarette through a big, long cigarette stick. Okay. I'm going to talk about the video game for a bit. I mean, I, I, fi- no one's here for that, but okay. Everyone's um, here for my imagination. I, I, I appreciate the tangents, but um, I, I, I need to get through, through my thought processes. Okay, darling. Um, but yeah, um, so, you, you know, you assign your, your staff as, uh, as sort of you want. You can, like, really specifically set them so this one person only works for in the research lab or what Ooh. have you. Uh, and as you go, it, it's, it does that thing that I've noticed a lot of modern tycoon games tend to do, where they sort of borrow a bit from like mobile games in a kind of a positive way, I feel, that you can do, when you do each of the levels of it, they tend to be a little more compact and short, and sometimes work on like the three star kind of system, like mobile games do. Oh, so like when you complete like a, a mission or a task, it gives you a, a rating out of yeah. three stars. Okay. okay. And, and um, you know, it means that some of the early levels you can actually complete really quickly. Mm. Whereas even like the shortest levels in like, say, Rollercoaster Tycoon actually took quite a long time to beat. Um, this may also partially be just because I'm enjoying the game and I realise that I think it's a short level and then I realise I've been playing it for four hours. So, you know, your <laughs> mileage may vary. Oh, the Stardew Valley <laughs> effect. But yeah, there was one thing that I, d- I did want to mention, and um, I'm, uh, I'm afraid this is the part that uh, V is dangerously close to me talking about politics. I promise it won't last very long. If um, it helps, literally 99.9% of things are all connected to politics, so it's fine. Oh yeah, everything's political, uh, so it actually doesn't matter. Uh, but um, one thing that I found very interesting, and I don't know if Theme Hospital did this, is that so the way this game works is you earn money from the treatments you make it makes sense working it like that for a tycoon game because having to work off a whilst personally i think it would be very interesting to work off like an nhs style budget and have to work things that way i think that could be a really interesting way but it'd probably be just that's like new it, game plus expert mode though <laughs> Like, you've been defunded again because, eh, my friends don't want to pay tax. <laughs> Hello, this is Future Wib here. After playing Two Point Hospital a bit more, there are actually parts that do have a sort of socialised healthcare angle to them. And, yes, it is really awkward, but I thought I'd just come in and mention this so you don't have to leave a comment telling us that the game does in fact have it. So, yeah. Back to the podcast. But... Because of that, it means that you are in a situation where you are charging people individually for their healthcare. Now, if you keep your prices at the standard, I've no one ever says anything about it. So it's very easy to just disconnect it and sort of see the money coming in as very abstracted and not think about how an American-style healthcare system is an absolute nightmare and just lets poor people die because they don't have money. Um America, your healthcare system is evil and mm. like, you need to get rid of it. Oh my Jesus. Um, but if you raise your prices slightly, um, occasionally someone will do, it'll just come up saying they refuse to pay, but they've received the treatment, but they just refuse to pay. And I found that, that we, that tiny little thing really fascinating because suddenly that reframes 
what could be a really depressing part of the game a lot because if it was like reality it'd be well you're charging them for it and now they're going into debt and and if they don't pay it they're gonna lose their house yeah and instead it's framed as you charge too much so they don't pay you so it puts the onus of the power there on the consumer of the thing instead of on the the healthcare system. I guess it's kind of like exercising a right, like withholding rent if your landlord is not fixing your heating. Yeah. That kind of thing. It's like, no, no, you, you're being shit, so I refuse to pay. And it's like, you don't think about how much that would change the landscape of private healthcare. <laughs> yeah, if if the... And I just thought that was very interesting. No, that hmm, is. It was yeah. just a subtle change or something. I, it, just, I, it just kind of really stood out to me because, I, cause, you know, I'm playing it and, like, you know, of course, I, I, I see this system and I can't help but compare it because we have, you know, we're in the UK, we have a socialised healthcare system. For now. Um, for, for now. Yeah. Um, and despite its repeated uh, attempts at destroying it that have been, you know, attempted over the last 40 years... Um, it's it's one of I, I honestly think the NHS is one of the greatest achievements of mankind. It's fucking it's amazing. amazing. Yeah, mm. it's like if I like if one of my lungs collapses, I can just go into A and E and have my life saved. Yeah, the the when when and we were probably at the, our... the most I'll have to pay is like parking for my family or I don't know something from a vending machine. Because... Yeah, like the the knowledge that even when we were at our poorest, we'd. If one of us got like chronically ill, we'd still be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Is is such a is a um, a thing that I I desperately wish is a feeling that I could show to people that think that paying for healthcare is good because I I want well, them to know what I mean, that freedom feels like. But yeah, no, I just found that that little that little thing really fascinating. Yeah, no. um, and and yeah, um, the game as a whole um, really good. Uh, can definitely recommend it. Uh, I've probably sunk about thirty hours into it without even really thinking about it. Hmm. Um, so that's that's probably a good sign. Um, so yeah, I think it's quite good. Nice. But yes, um, that's all I really have to say. So, uh, drummer Matt, what Hello. have you been up to? I have not been doing too much, but I've been playing a new game. Yes, on the Nintendo Switch. But I believe, well, based on what game it is, I assume it's a mobile game, and I did. Is this one about trains again? It is not about trains, no. It's, it's I'm disappointed. Trains. Um, oh. it's, speaking of the um, borderline political, um, I'm gonna, it's going to be borderline political again, I'm sorry. Oh. Um, yeah, it's a, so it's a text adventure in that you're like, the whole game is you are texting someone. Okay. Um, okay. So you've got like a, you know, phone interface on the console. Which makes me think it is also probably a mobile game because it'd work really well on a phone. Yeah. And you're just you are a you you are a Syrian person, and your partner is trying to fl- to run away because your entire how everything is being bombed to shit. Oh shit! And okay, that sounds just, heartbreaking. It is. Yeah, you're just basically texting them and like texting them advice, and like it basically comes up. They say something, and you've got like a couple of different options to reply. And depending on what you say, they can go to different places or try different things, and then it can end badly or less badly. Basically, <laughs> um, yeah, it's. I'm, I'm sort of laughing just because otherwise I might not like <laughs> get through talking about it because it yeah, gets it's, pretty. It sounds yeah. like it has the. Uh... It, chance of getting super it, fucking real like obvious trigger warnings in that it's pretty brutal yeah um, what, what's it called so again? it's called bury me my love i don't think i said that at the start 
No. Um, no. But it's good. But yeah, it's if you're not in the right place for it, it can be a little bit. It's not the most cheery. It's it's not the most cheery. I'm gonna be honest. But it's really it's sort of a it's a nice it's sort of um it all looks hand drawn. All of the art. So like if they send you like a selfie or whatever, it's like a hand drawn. So it's it's quite pretty as well. Hmm. And yeah, I've been enjoying it. If that's the right way of saying it, it is good. And it's not all hmm. like yeah, it's not all just complete miserableness but yeah if you if you're feeling up for it it's quite it's worth playing it's interesting because there's like you don't that's you don't get that experience in basically any other game really you go around and you know you're playing doom and shooting people and you're gonna you're playing hospital management games or train simulator games there's not really many games that go that way so yeah that's like I think there's a few that, have, like, and that's dealt not to say with... anything bad about normal, like you know, in quotation marks, normal games <laughs> or whatever at all. But it's yeah, if you're feeling up to it, it's, it's a very different sort of thing. It's the it gets into that interesting question um, as as video games mature. Um, I think people are uh, there's you know a lot of people are having to confront the fact that some that and sometimes. An art, you know, a piece of art doesn't have to make you feel good to be good. Mm. Like you, there are games out there that I wouldn't say, you know, that I would, I would go are, are really quite good and powerful, but I wouldn't say are fun. Yeah, I'd say yeah, I'd yeah. classify like this war of mine. That, that's the example I was going to say. Yeah, or yeah. like Spec Ops: The Line kind of things where it's just like it's just fucking miserable but it's also a i'm not gonna say an educational experience because that sounds really fucking artsy fartsy (laughs) but it is different and it does show you a a non-glamorized perspective of war Mm. because yeah and i think it is important to um to have uh video games be more than just bleep bloop you put Put bullet in, mu- put in, bullet in, in bad people, basically to make everything just, you know, fucking elaborations bleep. on space invaders. Yeah, not that bleep bloop put bullet in bad people is bad. Oh, it's okay. just nice to have a bit more variety. Yeah, and I think that's that's the thing of, like, these, uh, you know, it's why I've never been, like, down on the concept of walking simulators, which quite oh. often are not necessarily fun, but they're engaging. I guess mm. that's the word I'm looking for. But then a lot, of, a lot yeah. of, like... The shitty ones out there are just like, oh, yeah, we'll just put a few notes in there saying, oh, bad things happened. This house is haunted. Oh, yeah, well, the, the problem with uh, with walking, it's hard to get right. Yeah, with, with walking simulators, like any genre, if you approach it lazily and badly, then you're going to make a bad version of it. <clears throat> but the genre in and of itself is not inherently yeah, no, absolutely. Like bad. Yeah. Um, but no, that that sounds very interesting, and also the sort of thing that I probably won't ever get around to playing because oh my god, yeah, <laughs> oh fair, god, I fair. don't think I am emotionally like able to play something that potentially grim and gritty. How mm. how many different endings? I actually don't know. I haven't have? actually finished a, a, a run through yet, so I haven't got to an ending. But I know that there is different endings depending on what you know choices you make and all that. But I don't want to look up how many endings there are or what they're like because I don't want to find out what any of them are. Mm, so yeah. I have no idea, to be honest. So I also don't know how long it is, but I'm kind of hoping not too long. Is this a free game <laughs> but, or is it a paid one? Uh, I got it for free when there was a deal on the Switch store. When you bought other games, you got another one for free. 
Um, okay. But I don't. I think it's paid for on. It's it's at least I did some homework before before the episode and checked, and it is on. It's on um, Apple Store. I presume it's probably also on Android. It was two ninety nine on the Apple Store. Okay. Um, but I don't know why, how much I got it for free just because it was a free bundle thing. It was like if you bought a game from this publisher, you got another game free, or that. there was some offer. It's not much, but no, that sounds very interesting. But yeah, I don't want to talk really any more about it to be honest because. It's a story game, so I don't mm. want to go through the story. And yeah. In terms yeah. of you know interface and mechanics, it's just you're on a phone and you're replying to messages. So there's not really too much else to talk about without <laughs> spoiling things. You can't you can't really talk about like yeah. oh how's the gun feel like uh, well <laughs> yeah. it the feels phone. like I'm using a phone through a switch. Oh, like, <laughs> well, actually, I can say one well, because I'm playing on the switch. And the switch is obviously it's I've got the switch light, so it's just a Game Boy basically. Yeah, but it's widescreen because that's you know how it should be but because it's the phone interface originally it's like it's a vertical phone interface down the middle band (laughs) of the giant switch screen which is like a bit stupid that sounds like when you play a a proper fucking bullet hell schmop on a pc and it's just this (laughs) thin sliver down the center of your big ass screen 20 by 90 pixels and you're like yeah basically so to start with i was like oh this is gonna be really annoying but then I was like, oh no, in the settings there's an option just to rotate it around. So that makes sense. But now it means Perfect. I'm playing the game holding the Switch sideways like you would hold a phone, which is kind of weird. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and then using the touchscreen instead of the... Because you can just use the, the... It's like, you know, press X to reply with this, press Y to reply with this sort of thing. Mm. Which is how I was playing for the first five, ten minutes before I really... But once you can swap it around, that gets a bit weird. So you end up just touching the screen. So it's like, I keep forgetting that the Switch isn't my phone. <laughs> it, it's... <laughs> So you're it's like, okay, weird. she's taking a while to reply. I'll check, like Facebook. Oh. I'm just imagining you answer, answering, like, like having your phone ring and then trying to answer your switch, and yeah. it looking like you're a toddler with like a, a, a toy Nokia phone. Nokia N-Gage holding on its side. Yeah, it's a bit weird. But I imagine it'd be, it's almost more confusing if it was on your phone, because you're texting someone on your phone, but you're not actually texting them or using your texting app. God, knowing me, I'd text, like, get out while you still can. The people traffickers are coming to, like, my brother, and he'll be like, lol, <laughs> like, wait, what? mood. <laughs> <laughs> we were, like, fucking, spe- like, like, texting in sporadic German. And I was like, oh, yes. You and your brother. My brother and I, yeah. Yes. And uh, I was like, oh, my brother, uh, when are you free for, for a visit? You know, kind of thing. And he was like, oh, well, how about Sunday? So you can see the Klein, like, uh, the Kleiner kind, like, Kinder. And I was like, oh, yeah. And like, I was like, oh, he said this. And you were like, what? And I was like, oh, yeah, we're talking German. You're like, who? I'm like, my brother and I, and he's like, fucking, of, yeah, okay, you know what, that makes sense. <laughs> and I'm like, God, how do you not, like, yeah. read my mind? That's really silly. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing in the podcast where I, I, I have to stop you talking so that you can provide context for what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, that is that is not just a podcast thing. <laughs> that is a my brain doesn't work properly thing. That's just like... <laughs> As I have to stop you and go like, okay, uh, you need to give me context here before I can get engaged in this conversation. Not as bad as when, like... I'd like to think I'm getting better for it, but I used to drive you nuts where you'd be, I'd be like, oh, it's like 10 pound bird of beef. And you're like, what? I'm like, 10 pound bird of beef. And I'll just keep saying it over and over again. 
and refusing to explain. <laughs> Until I have to go, no, I'm being serious. Stop doing that. It's legit driving me insane. I go, oh, it's a Letterkenny reference. And you're like, thank you. That's all I needed to know. You repeating it on its own is is fine. I can deal with Do that. You... But it's you repeating something with zero context. And then when I ask you what you're saying, you just repeat it back to Do me. Do you remember when my brother and I, like, destroyed my mother's shopping list? By just keep putting loads of like lines in in places, so soap became spap and shit like that. <laughs> yes. And then for like a month, we were like, like, oh no, we were like, it was just like years and years later because that was when we were both living at home. And my mother went. My mother was furious because she was like, "What the fuck is a fogel? I don't write this. What spap?" And she got really mad. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. She she literally couldn't get like seventy percent, seventy five percent of the groceries she went out to get because we'd ruined it that much. It was awesome. And then like years and years later, we were sitting around like I think it was for Christmas. We were at my brother's mm. house, and my brother and I were like, uh, I was like, uh, excuse me, sir, do you know where the spap is? And he was like, oh yes, I believe it's in the Fogel Isle next to the blah blah blah. And like Sammy, my brother's like partner, she just went. You do realise that neither of you are speaking, like, the, the both of you are speaking fucking bullshit, right? And we were like, hmm, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, girl, <laughs> I've known you for a decade. You really haven't got me yet. But yeah, so I think that's where I get it from. My brother and I would just do that shit and drive my parents nuts. Yeah, I mean, that's a legit use for it. That's but a good just, use. Just don't turn it towards me, yeah. all the, all the uh, lovely listeners. I mean, listeners, I hope some of you messaged in and said that Wib was wrong. And if you haven't, then I'm personally disappointed in you and I'm going to shed one tear for every sadness you have given me, which is a million. You best get on that then, it's going to take you a while. Yeah, spoilers, no no one's emailed in to say that, so... Oh, wow, okay, that's completely... Although, admittedly... I am crushed by my failure. Admittedly, it's not like Matt would know since you said to put it in the subject line and he never reads them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's probably true. People might have said that. (laughs) Matt. (laughs) What else have you been doing, Matt, apart from ignoring the uh, titles of any email anyone sends in? Um, I mean, that takes up a lot of time. You'd be surprised. I Mm. I would not be. Your dedication to your craft is truly uh, something that I admire. (laughs) Yeah, I totally did the emails before we started recording Honest today. Okay, I guess it's the lack of dedication to your lack (laughs) of craft. (laughs) Yeah, that's more precise. Um... But having a, having such a lack of dedication takes time, so I've done nothing else, I'm afraid. <laughs> that, that is that is fine. That, that is, is fine. fine. Snipe. Yes. What have you been up to? Oh, so many things actually. Like I've been watching pornography. I haven't. Um, need to get on that. Uh, well, <laughs> I watched. Speaking of watching stuff, I watched a movie called Polaroid, which is a MA15 horror movie. With, about a camera that's evil. <laughs> okay. Is it a low-budget film? No. Sounds like a low-budget film. Honestly, like I feel like I, ha- I I don't hate this movie as much as I should. It's just okay. like, the, like the, it's like, A, I'm quite surprised they managed to get the licensing for the name Polaroid. Cause it's that's a, really weird that's that, they, yeah. that they got the license for it. For and, it for, and, and the pro- Okay, so like n- for people who don't know, number one kind of rule in advertising, if you get something licensed, say like Pepsi Man is a good example, um, 
Like, they all, 99.9% of the time, the brand will go, okay, but these are the regulations for you using this. The brand can't be used to hurt people. Like, the, the, the yeah. product can't be used to hurt people. That's it can't why, like, be shown in the, um, doing XYZ. It's why, like, in the old McDonald's, like, um, like kind of Super Nintendo era sort of games, um, you, even when you have one, there's, like, one where you, I think it was, like, McKids or something, and you, no, it wasn't McKids, it was the one after that, where they had, like, McKids super... too, they had fly like, another day. They had, like, super soakers <laughs> that were full of slime. I thought you were going to say piss. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, but because they, they couldn't be, because they didn't, obviously didn't want them to show actually shooting anyone. Or, like, the Chex Quest, where it's just a yeah. fork, and you have to, was it, splorch them back to their home planet. Yeah, it teleports them back. I was like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so the fact that they have a Polaroid camera, which also, we looked into it, doesn't have a flash. Despite that being... That model doesn't have a flash. (laughs) They explicitly (laughs) state... They don't just show you the model, they explicitly state the name of it. The name and, like, the model number. It's like an SX-70 or something like that. It's something like that, which didn't have a flash. And, like, (laughs) on the old cameras, you hear the... Like, the flash charging. No... And like the no, fact it has a, a thing. the fact it has a flash and that sound is integral to the plot. <laughs> yeah, why did yeah. they just pick a different model of Polaroid? I don't know. Maybe that was like one that the director found in their like garage. Yeah, or something. it was such a low budget. They only could. It use wasn't the that one low budget. Found. It wasn't that low budget. They could I, afford I don't, a better I don't camera. Believe, I don't believe you. Okay, okay, okay. It might have not been low budget, but they used all of the budget on the Polaroid licensing. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> So it's basically about this evil camera that if you take <laughs> okay. if you take someone's photo with it, they die. Not like okay. immediately, but they get killed by like it's referred to in the subtitles as the entity. And it's like this this spooky, skelly kind of like slender man, like naked slender man kind of ghost thingy that just kills people. Also, um, the Polaroids you take also become kind of like voodoo dolls. Yeah, they they Ooh. do. It's really, okay. I thought that was pretty interesting, actually. Yeah. Um, where it's like, so when you take a photo of somebody, the like a shadow will appear that's kind of in the shape of the entity in the background, showing that they're the next person to die. And there's a part where. Um, one of the people is like, "Oh, this is bullshit." See, I'm gonna, and then they they burn the, they start burning the Polaroid picture, and then like after like five seconds, the fire goes on to like his girlfriend, and she literally just catches fire in like real life and starts freaking out, and they're like, they're you know they've got the fire extinguisher on her and nothing's happening, and then main character, whose name is Bird, which I think is a subtle nod to a Goosebumps story. Yeah, that was mentioned in the trivia on IMDb, mm. and it was like, hmm. Because apparently, also, apparently there was it, the plot Say comes from, like... Say and die, and, it, <laughs> and then there's, like, another, like, um, it's apparently young like, adult horror story. I think it's, like, the exact same plot as, like, an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark or something. Yeah, it's something <laughs> like that. Um, and in, like, Say Cheese and Die, the character's name is Bird, which I think must be a reference to the whole Watch the Birdie... Could be, you could know, be. but I don't know. But anyway, and like it's it's actually pretty interesting because they call her Scarf Girl because kids are shit and uncreative, and she wears a scarf and she's got like a big cut on her neck, and it's kind of I like it how they don't straight out just go. It was from when my dad died in a car accident, and now I am haunted and have neck scar, and mm. am embarrassed about it. But yeah, and it's like they. Ugh, I'm not gonna. Sp- 
spoil a massive amount, but I guess yeah. No, just don't, don't go into it much because I think it is it is probably well, worth letting people see okay, the, the, the thing is, they yeah, want it's not to. bad. And like, you know, she's got a crush on like the popular guy who refreshingly isn't a dick. He's not Ooh. a bully or anything. He's just like he's just a handsome dude, and he's nice. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's really positive because yeah. usually it's like it's you know you get the like the the, the hunky jock idiot like love interest who's like treats the main character like shit because she's like an outcast or you know probably whatever. the last person to die probably the last person to die and like you and, and then he's like oh yeah um i stopped bullying you for two minutes and found out that you're actually a human being i want to fill you up or whatever i don't fucking know like the standard kind of like teenage crushing on like teenage girl crushing on like a popular guy it just kind of flips it around i'm like you know what that's really cool hmm and, you know, I, I like their relationship, and it's, yeah, I honestly, it's it's not a fantastic movie, but it's got some really interesting elements that I just found nice. Hmm. You know? It's just, yeah, just found it nice. <laughs> a not particularly well. good movie, but that has some interesting it ideas. Has, so it has some interesting ideas. It's got, honestly, it does feel like it has a good bit of heart to it as well. Hmm. And I don't know, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I... I'm quite warm you, to it. You I, have watched a lot of really shit horrors <laughs> on Netflix. So many. Yeah, you have. So, so seeing one so that many. had some interesting like ideas to it is mm-hmm. uh, is always nice. I've got to see The Boy too, because I rem- like remember when I saw The Boy. I don't remember. It's the basically boy. this creepy mannequin and like called Brahms and these two old people. Are like, oh, could yeah. you please, hello, newbile young lady? Could you take care of this? our child and she's like sure and it's just a fucking mannequin yeah and the, yes. a- the actual child is like the f- uh, the fucking monster kid in the basement or something yeah he's just like he's just like the quote-unquote ugly kid who just lives in the walls and has a mask and then like spoilers <laughs> but it's it's bad it's not it's not scary and it's daft and it kind of like Ruined it by making it not supernatural while basically coding the entire thing supernatural from the beginning. And it's like, ah, but yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not really scary, but it's just interesting and I can recommend it. You know, I, I, you know, I probably wouldn't Hmm. watch it again, but I'm, I don't feel bad for having watched it. Um, okay. Beastars. 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 Like it's 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 kind of like a portmanteau of beast and stars, but they kind of put oh. it together for one word. I've been so there's reading. Not be- bees aren't involved. No, I'm sorry. It's like beast. Yeah. So yeah, I- I've been reading Beast Stars, the manga, which I really like. It's basically um, it's like Zootopia, but fucking like grim dark. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. you get like all the kind of anthro animals um which oh my god the hands drawn in this i love i love the way the hands are drawn there's so much detail in the hands and the claws and it's it's great I really Who, like whoever it. draw whoever draws it has got a thing for hands i've seen enough examples yeah and they oh they're beautiful to behold um and the main character is a wolf a gray wolf called lugosi I still think they missed out. They missed a chance of not calling him Chaney. I know, but like Lugosi is a little like there's a degree of separation there. Yeah, so I yeah. get it. 
And plus, like, Bella Lugosi was in The Wolfman. He did, he did he, play he the He was Wolfman. playing Bella in The Wolfman. He, he did also play The Wolfman at some point, as far oh, as yeah, I'm yeah, aware. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's not entirely divorced. I think, it, no, no, he didn't play The Wolfman because Lon Chaney Jr. played The Wolfman in nearly every, um, in, in all the didn't early Didn't Boris Karloff play one? I don't know. My knowledge uh, no, is it's pretty Bella Lugosi played Frankenstein at one point, that's what I'm thinking of. There we go, okay. But yeah, so his name is Lugosi, and it's a world where there's carnivores and herbivores. I can't remember explicitly what they refer to each other as, but it's basically carnivores and herbivores. And like eating eating meat is forbidden, but they do but like the carnivores do eat animal like like uh not animal, uh insect protein. So it's like cultivated okay. for them and like, you know, like a bunch of like beans and stuff and just like loads of protein things just to keep the predators basically healthy and like you know giving them all the nutrients but and like the whole like eating killing and eating like prey animals is a thing but it's treated as like this horrible fucking crime um mm. like 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 it's shown as like you can drink animal like like prey blood and if predators do that, it's basically like like heroin to them. It fucking ruins their life. It's it's like it gets them super psyched up and aggressive. As someone that hasn't um, read or watched, because it's a show now as well. Um, I'm just reading the manga. I'm not yeah, watching the show. Um, as someone that hasn't watched or read any of it, uh, would you like to know my two um, my my two kind of bits of introduction to this this uh, media property? Can I make one guess? Mm? Is one of them pornography? No, no, okay. it's not. Okay, because <laughs> it is. It does have quite a bit of sex in it. Actually. Yeah, I, I I have seen some of that. It's not done in like. Okay, there's always that one scene. Whenever you, whenever you read a manga or whenever you watch an anime, it has that one scene, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it is kind of gross. Um, but the, the, my introduction to it was one the beautifully animated stop motion uh, thing, which oh, I think which for the anime. I think it was made as I think it might be the actual intro of the show, but I don't know because literally every bit of text on on it was in Japanese, and I can't read Japanese. Um, but yeah, and it's it, it's it's um, this beautiful stop motion thing. Lugosi, Lugosi dancing with um, there's a rabbit character called Haru. Yeah, basically him him dancing with her and like it manages to have like a fucking gut punch in this little animated oh, short. Christ, um, yeah. And I was like, oh fucking hell, this show doesn't fuck around, does it? I remember Plasma Dragon sent me that like ages ago, and I was just like, fucking hell, okay, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and the other one is. Seeing a prince, a, a a shot of a single uh, a single frame of the um, the comic, um, where there was a character I, I can't remember, it might be an anteater, I think, mm-hmm. um, who had several missing fingers, and the fingers they had oh, left God. had a price tag on them, mm-hmm. and they were selling their fingers to carnivores. Yeah, for there, them to there, eat. There is that. There, that's the thing. It does handle that kind of thing as like, yeah. So poverty-stricken, like, herbivores, like, prey animals, they sell bits of their body for money. Yeah. On, like, the Uh, black market. So, yeah, like, they, they, like... Sell your blood, surely, and then, like, you can make more of it. They do that, too. There's also, like, fucking... There's also, like, child farms that they have in the black market where they basically just have a bunch of kids locked up and then they sell them for meat. Yeah. Or like they. I mean, that them. is kind of like the real, real world. So. Yeah, and it's just like fucking 
Because like, they go to this black market, or the back alley market, I think they refer to it, refer to it as. And they, yeah, there's this, the prey animal holds up their fingers, which they've got like seven left, and they've all got price tags. And like the predators Lugosi is with are like, come on, if we pull our money together, we can, we can all have a piece of one finger. And it's just like, and Lugosi's like, I have to leave. Fuck this, dude. Because mm-hmm. it's like, he can't help, like, like the Predators can't help it. They are, like, they are basically malnourished because they eat bug protein and stuff. So they all have that kind of horrible hunger in yeah. them. So and like, it's like, every, in, in the actual, like, setting, like, every month, like, there literally isn't a month that goes by without a vicious murder of a prey animal. Because they basically just lose their mind to, like, hunger and malnourishment, and mm. just go and fucking kill them. But yeah, the main crux of the story is that Lugosi, who's quite a gentle giant, uh, grey wolf, basically falls in love with with a dwarf bunny, <laughs> who's like really <laughs> small. But what I really like about Haru, the, the rabbit's character, is that she is portrayed as incredibly promiscuous. And like, Lugosi is literally warned about her going careful. I've heard she eats men alive. Like, you know, a nice little parallel. <laughs> and, like, she doesn't care. She's like, no, I like sex. So? And then there's, like, another bunny who's, like, angry at her for, like, fucking her boyfriend. She's like, hey, look, if your boyfriend sucks. He came to me. So, you know, I don't see what your problem is. And she's like, you got in between us. And she's like, no, that was him being a fucking dick. Sex was good, though. <laughs> so she's like, it's just like, damn, okay. Because you expect her to be like a maiden. And she's not. She's mm. just like, no, fuck this. I'm, I'm an 18-year-old, like, fucking, like, young woman. I like fucking. I just, I see it as a very casual kind of exchange. What's the fucking problem? It's like Lugosi, like, he goes, like, to help her with something. And... She's like, oh, thank you so much for helping me. And then they go into, like, the garden shed. And she's like, so, so you know, what do you want for help for helping me? And he's like, oh, I don't know. And she's like, okay. So she just starts, like, undressing and taking his trousers off. And he's like, he's thick as fuck. So he's like, what? I, okay. And then, like, he runs. And she's like, oh, I've never done it with, like, a predator before. So, you know, it's, this is going to be interesting. Try not to bite me. Wink, wink. And then he fucking runs. And then you see him in, like, the school computer, like, like computer lab going small prey animals showing gratitude by removing clothing because <laughs> he just doesn't get it but he, he is peak bloke right he is, there. yeah peak bloke and it was funny but yeah no it's like it deals with some pretty grim issues <laughs> fucking you can tell yeah. from what you're saying yes. uh, it does have quite funny moments um it doesn't feel like it does a lot of stuff for like just pure shock which is so fucking tedious but um, but yeah no it's interesting the characters are interesting I like it um, it does have a few like Japanese story tropes like the, you know the rich kid who's mm. very noble and good at everything from what uh, fr- from what I I have kind of absorbed about the story from from you and like because uh, I because like this it was weird this, the same night you started reading it there was someone on my Twitter feed that was like live tweeting reading it as well so I kind of got like information of it from like two perspectives at the same time mm-hmm. and they were like a little bit ahead of you so like I some so sometimes you go like oh fuck I've just encountered this thing and like I knew it was coming and you're like I've known that for five fucking minutes goddamn it yeah it was really surreal <laughs> but um but it feels like it's one of those things that it feels like it's on a knife edge of the 
if it could go really into bad territory mm. like not just not just hard to deal with territory but like really bad and it shouldn't do it this kind of way territory but also could like but it feels like it's straddling that line of like between like doing it yeah doing everything safe and doing everything the worst way but kind of treading a kind of weird fine line yeah. where it, no, it, I, I it uses the it uses the stuff that's maybe a bit uh, to like make a point yeah uh, again there's that one scene which is a bit weird yeah. which within that one scene like the story around that particular happenstance is so fucking stupid it is really silly it's just okay I'm not. I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's basically like, okay, how do we get Tenacious D's "Storm the Gates" song on paper? And okay. it's just like, okay, this is really silly, but you know, it's still like, yeah, fine, okay. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's it's interesting, and I do like it. But yeah, I, I will move on because yeah, uh, I've been playing a lot of the Division Two. Yeah, because that was on sale for two quid, down from like forty-five, and the less money I give Ubisoft, the better. <laughs> And yeah, I've been really enjoying that. It's a lot like the first one, but I think it's it just feels a lot nicer to play. Mm. It's set in Washington DC instead of this, New York. This is the um, apolitical. MMO. It's very like like all Ubisoft, uh, like the Tom Clancy games. They're all very apolitical. But, but yeah, they're completely apolitical. Um, but this is the one that's the MMO type thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's like so you can you can have a friend. It's it's a bit like um, Breakpoint and Wildlands in the way that. When you're in, like... Well, no, it's the break point is where you're in, like, the main hub area. And you can see loads of other players. Yeah. But you can also have someone join and, you know, you just head out into the world and it's just you and them. Or, like, yeah. however many mates. It's that kind of thing. Uh, it's more based on scavenging. It's an RPG, basically. Um, and, yeah, I've just been really enjoying that. Playing with Long Fang on Thursdays. And doing side missions and stuff on yeah. other days. So, yeah, no. That's, I've been enjoying that. That's fun. Um... Played a game of 40k with my new Tyranids today. Nice. Yes, yes, we were at Warhammer World today. Yes. We were, we were. That was fun. God, they're weird. They, well, all the big dudes have different stats. I've been playing Marines too long. <laughs> and it's, they've you're all got you, different stats. There's you're psychic used, abilities. You're not used to everything you have being like, okay, so this is this toughness, this is this strength. This can move this amount. This, <laughs> this has six attacks, this has two. And it's just like, what? You used to like, oh yeah, there's a marine stat line, you've got your dreadnought stat line, and then you pretty much sword. Toughness 7, 2 plus to hit, because venerables, all that easy stuff. Nope! Mmm, Tyranids <laughs> are just all different, and it's really weird. But no, I had fun. Um, and Wid beat me. He 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 beat my little boys. My poor Gribblies. <laughs> I, I did, you know what the weirdest part about that game I was? Got ma- I managed to initiate a charge turn 1. Yeah. Nice. Flying Hive Tyrants can technically do it, yeah. My flyer was just like, hey, bro! I mean, that and did, I fucked him up. That did mean that my turn one was spent firing literally every bit of ordnance <laughs> that I had into your Hive Tyrant. Yeah, and it lived. It fucking did. I think, was it because I was like, I, I like shot it with everything, and then at the end, because I had Land Raider, I was like, I really wanted to use those four Las Cannon shots to try and take out. But because I was in like base-to-base contact with it, you couldn't. Well, no, it was because I, I backed away from it. It was just oh, yeah, everything yeah. else had tried to kill it and hadn't. And I was like, oh, this needs to die. All right, then, fine. Four Laz cannons into it. <laughs> and yeah, it turns out very few things, even if you've got a four plus invulnerable save, can deal with four Laz cannons being mm-hmm. shot into them. <laughs> but yeah, that was fun. Uh, 
deep striked a uh, Trigon Prime with a squad of eight Gene Stealers, not ten, because the po- box only comes with eight, because fucking hell. <laughs> um, and basically just had a big fight there. Tyrannifexes in close quarters are a lot better than I thought they'd be. You know the part that I liked the best? was where my um, play of the game is... Well, I say play of the game, but my player of the game, rather, uh, would probably be my land raider in melee combat. Yeah, complete fuck? It completely tied up your trigon for the entire game, managing to soak up its hits and hitting back with remarkable efficiency. (laughs) I mean, my first attack with my trigon prime on your land raider, it did the maximum. It did six wounds to it. Which was oh, yeah. well, really boss. Yeah, you took you, you sliced a big chunk out the side of that damn yeah, thing. Yeah. Um and then yeah, it just yeah, the Lamrader just kept hitting you back. It um, was it was I, I can imagine it was just <laughs> moving its sponsons really quickly back and forth, like quit hitting yeah, itself. Yeah, it's got like a boxing glove just like duct taped to the end of one of the sponsons and then just rotates oh, it. Like, oh no, what it was it was speedballing me. because uh, it's <laughs> um the, what I'm actually using is a Lamrader Proteus, so it's like styled after the old Rogue Trader one. So I imagine those um Las Cannon things can just spin all the way around. Oh so it was just <laughs> it was it yeah, walked literally toward, speedballing a trigon yeah, It prime. walked towards you going, if you get in the way of this then that's not my <laughs> I'm gonna do no. this <laughs> yeah basically um. Um, but yeah Wib one it was down to my Trigon Prime and my Tyrannifex and yeah they just got crushed because they're like vehicles in the way that once they get really low they just start sucking mm. I, I did manage to get a few lucky rolls. Plus, it was the first time you'd ever fought with them. yeah 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 so I, I had did, no idea what the fuck I was doing I did also find out that um because I've been used to just fighting you with nothing but dreadnoughts, um, I can't. I, I and because I only normally ever have one dreadnought if I haven't got one Leviathan with you me. You took the Furioso and I had a Furioso and a regular dreadnought. Yeah, um, my both my Rogue Trader dreadnoughts because I, I have like yeah, which got so many comments by the way. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're not. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> People start salvating on the table. You're like, yeah, okay. But um... get a good look. They're going to be off the fucking table soon because I'm going to kill them. <laughs> But yeah, um, those are managed. It turns out those are actually quite good at taking down things like Carnifexes. Don't like it, especially the Blood Angels ones because they can take just regular melter guns as their underslung weapon. So you no, charge. They can't. It. According to Battle Scribe, <laughs> they can't. But according to the Codex, they can. And I trust yeah. the Codex more than I trust this third-party app. <laughs> I mean, um, it, it is it is a good app, but occasionally yeah. it does get confused. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, it turns out that charging into something like a Carnifex, shooting them with a melter gun doing a shite load of damage without close and then charging them afterwards is a really, like, efficient way of taking down I took old One-Eye and he didn't get to fucking pop off one swipe. And he is a melee-only character. He's like my murder fang of my Tyranid army. I mean, in fairness, he did get shot in the face with a melter gun and then charged by the Furioso that shot it. Yep. With two with two Furioso fists. Yep. So, yeah, it didn't go well for Wasn't him. Wasn't good. But yeah, um, so that was fun. Uh, oh, last thing I've been up to. I played this on stream on Saturday because Wib was exhausted and hadn't slept. So he was in bed and then I decided to stream World of Horror, which uh, Longfang gifted to me because he is a nice dude. Now, it this really is such an, an, an irrational pet hate of mine. But they refer to it as a one-bit game. When it is not, it is an 8-bit game in the style of... 
What? Yeah, you can have it in one bit style or two bit style, which just adds grey. I wonder if they intend it to mean like maybe it's one like, color, two color. I don't know. Yeah, like they're they're referring to like the yeah, the, the if it's just about the color, then maybe one bit color palette. Yeah, maybe I that's guess. what they're referring maybe, to. Maybe, but I mean, just it it just it just gets on my wick, you know. Yeah, but um. Yeah, that's um. Oh, that's always oh, a bit of a checklist. So it is an early access. Um, it does have mm. some uh, translation errors because it is just made by one person and they are not a native English speaker. Mm. So, but I mean, that notwithstanding, they still did a fucking great job mm. with like with with all the text and everything. Um, it's in the style of an old adventure game, and it's an RPG. A roguelike and a horror game, but not like jump scare, blah, 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 blah. It is like, it's, it's very Lovecraftian and has creeping horror to it. And I freaking love this game. It's hard as fuck. Also, I would say if anyone starts up the, um, the map mode, I'll get to that in a second. If anyone starts out the town map mode and the scissor woman, thing is there do that first because that is a really fucking difficult one to do and if you get to the get to the end like i did but that's my last one and you die you have to start all over again there is saving in it but you forget all your spells okay yeah that's that's the cost for saving um i've I've just learned the game has spells in it so it's an exciting day for me (laughs) let me start explaining so the main conceit is you are uh, a person looking into occult or paranormal kind of mysteries. Hmm. Um, there's, they've got different levels of like difficulty and you can also have like, there's like a randomizer where you can pick your old God. Cause there's multiple like old gods you can pick. Are and, they, are they any ones that we know or have they got their own names? Uh, they're, yeah. They're, they're, they're their own kind of thing, but you know what? I, I kind of like that. It kind of separates it a bit. I mean, a bit like, um, how eternal darkness had its own pantheon. Oh of yeah. Yeah. Like, like Manta Rock and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. It's, it's like that. So it's very, very heavily inspired by Lovecraftian kind of horror. Um, and Junji Ito, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of body horror, like twisted looking kind mm. of people or just creepy looking people. Like if, uh, you remember Fuichi from, um, I think the story is called The Model. It's a very iconic uh, character design where she has a very pointy long face and huge sharp teeth and really sunken eyes. And she's very tall. That sounds horrifying. Honestly, I will show you a picture of Fuichi. Give me one second. I don't think I want to. I'm going to bed soon. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I got her name wrong. Her name is... Yeah, her name is Fuichi. And it's like stuff like that where it's just... It's just creepy and wrong and i i really like the art style it's really good um the gameplay is like you go to you you start up a mystery you read about what it's to do with uh the the basically the tutorial one is the scissor woman which i think is a piss poor choice for the first for the first go it should be a different one that's a lot easier but is that um, sort of like the necessary one to do no, first? No, no. I mean, it, 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 I'd say it's more of a vertical slice than a lot of the other ones. Because okay. a lot of the other ones, maybe, like, they have significantly less combat. Mm. Uh, so it's a good one to play to see if you want to, if you'll like the game, but it's also harder than it should be. It is a lot harder than it should be. Um, but yeah, you play as a guy in a school, and basically your friend has disappeared. There's rumors of a scissor woman, and you need to, with his notes, you need to basically do like a banishment kind of ritual. So you go get chalk and a cat and holy candles, and it is roguelike, so things are 
almost always in a different place or you encounter different things at different points. I'd say the scissor woman is, is a lot more, a lot less kind of randomized. You know what this actually kind of sounds like and bear with me here, Mm -hmm. but the kind of setup you're describing almost feels like a sort of single player betrayal at house on the hill. That's not, Hmm. A terrible comparison. <laughs> you're not right, but you're not wrong either. Yeah, no, I mean, it does, like, there are, like, a set amount of mm. mysteries, and um, the majority of the mysteries have multiple endings, so, and it tells you on, like, the um, investigation board, mm. like, because it basically picks five random mysteries you can do on, like, this is the secondary mode, um, where you basically have access to a town, and it lo- I haven't got this far yet, but there's like then there's like a sheet of paper in the middle which is a question mark, which I feel is that's the f- that's the final thing. Yeah. So the fifth the fifth mystery you solve is the penultimate mystery, and then there's the big one, as far as I'm aware. Now, what it does is you have to go and search certain places and investigate mysteries. Um, I'm, I'm talking about the second mode, not the tutorial one now. So you start. Also, oh, the tutorials are separate. The, the, the tutorial ones are completely different mode. Yeah, basically, it's just, you do one, and that's it. Okay. Yeah, it, it's got a few modes in it. It's actually quite filled out for an early access game. Mm. I'm incredibly impressed. So the yeah, first mode tutorial, Scissor Woman, you get that done. You know, It took me about an hour on stream, but I didn't get, like, super mad. I was just, it was literally, like, nail-biting tension, because, like, oh my god, ah, I hope I do it this time. <laughs> and, like, working out combat. Combat is dealt with in like slots of time so oh if you want to uh, like if you want to look for an improvised weapon that will take you 60 out of 200 like time you have Mm. so you've got to like manage your time and like you can you can prepare to attack which does cost resources but it means you've like basically guaranteed yourself a hit Mm. so it's like it's that kind of strategy as well Mm. you can also run from fights if it's not worth it because it's it's a lot like Call of Cthulhu, like the tabletop game, where if you're getting into a fight, that could that could be you. Mm. You're just a human being, um, and like you can run away and stuff like that. There's weird shits. Like different enemies do different things. So you have like basically stamina, which is health, and then you have reason, which is sanity. If one of those reaches zero, you die. Mm. Um, you can do certain things like there is a healing prayer you can do, which costs like two reason, but gives you like two stamina. So there's a lot of kind of like number management in there. Flipping around your numbers. Flipping around your numbers. And there's a lot of depth, I feel, to the combat. Um, You can, you can buy items. There's a lot of really cool references. There's a, there's a reference. There's a shopkeeper who is a massive reference to Silent Hill 2, which is great. And I love (laughs) it. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone. There's a couple of weird things like, you can get a uh, you can get um, uh, companions. I had one called Iwa, who was you know that picture of the Rock where he had his like turtleneck on and his pop his pop tart bum bag. Yep, it's just that, and it's <laughs> okay. like it's it's changed enough to be different, but it's just like ah, oh, I see what you did there. That's he's cool. the stone. Yeah, he's no, he's Iwa. <laughs> which is rock, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, and then like you can go see your neighbor who is just Junji Ito. Good. There's Hawado at like a certain thing, which is just HP Lovecraft, of course. Um, and like, so he would be really annoyed to oh, have it have his it. name like made into like a, you know Jack. Jack what's the word? Because it's Romanized to, to Romanji. 
But what's what's the word to like ch- turn it in, in English word jazz into Japanese pronunciation? I don't know. Hmm. I probably knew at some point, but I've been out of that that for a while. So, eh. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, that what would have made Howard Philip Lovecraft fucking pissed. Good, <laughs> fuck him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and like this, that like it is, it is tense. It's it's spooky. It's not like unbearable tension wise, and there's not like. There's like a couple of mild jump scares, but honestly, it earns it so well. Mm. It's actually kind of a relief. You know, you get like, ah, and then you're like, oh, thank God, okay. So I can, you know, and then you start building up again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I'm sorry, I've just got this. I'm really sorry. I have this thing in my head now. Oh, no. Uh, because of the things I've been talking about today. I'm like, if if HP Lovecraft was alive today, you'd have... He would he'd have, have a skeptic YouTube channel. Yeah, he'd have a YouTube channel <laughs> and he'd be getting mad about She-Ra. He would, he would. <laughs> and he'd be mad about the uh, about Ripper Jackson as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's never played 40k, but he's still mad about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so the second mode is like, yeah, you go around and you complete five mysteries. I died on the last one. It was like, it was like a 75-minute playthrough. Gone. But I mean that's 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 the nature of roguelikes. So I wasn't upset. Your progress with the editing endings continues, which is you know it'd be fucking pain in the ass if it didn't. Um, you can get affected by maladies, like you can get a concussion. You can. I fought the scissor woman and I got a slit mouth. Oh, she put scissors yeah. in my mouth and cut half of it open, which yeah. literally shows on your character portrait. Okay. And I got burned in one of my playthroughs, and my character's head was just covered in bandages like the Joker from 1989 <laughs> Batman. And you can go in and get that healed. Uh, you, you can get other afflictions, like I picked up a stalker. Oh. So it's basically like you feel uncomfortable. Um someone is following you and you go into the doctor and you you look at list of afflictions and i tried to have the medical professional i was seeing cure my stalker problem and you just click on it goes modern medicine cannot assist you with this (laughs) fuck me there was also okay trigger warning there was also suicide it's like Mm. suicidal is like is a status Mm. status effect and i went in tried to get it cured it's like no Modern medicine can't help you. And I'm like, Jesus. This is fucking real. Um, but yeah, you need to you need to solve all these mysteries and get to because like the dark god is that you randomly pick or just, you know, you can pick your own, is basically looming over your town mm. and getting closer, tearing the fabric in reality. So you also have a doom meter. Now, if that Doom meter reaches 100%, game over. The old gods have manifested physically in our universe and just have just destroyed and killed everything. Mm. I nearly finished the game on my th- on my third playthrough, which is the third option, where I just picked a bunch of stuff. Mm. Where I forgot casting spells raises Doom with this particular old god. <laughs> and then I picked up this really cool thing where every time I completed a um, a combat... I would get a random, like, new spell. And I was like, yay! And then I fucking, just before I, like, I got to, like, the final area, <laughs> the game ended because fuck you. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. no. But honestly, it's <laughs> like, I don't mind. And it is really interesting. Hmm. And, like, you know, there's, there's certain events that can happen. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an RPG roguelike in the style of an old 8-bit adventure game. And it does ho- it does the horror really well. There's like enough body horror in there to just be super fucking creepy and, and ooh yeah I honestly if that sounds good 
please play it. It is so good. I'm really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and that's me. Sorry for waffling on so much. <laughs> I d- actually oh, did stuff so. this week, the like, last couple yeah, of weeks, so I got yeah. really excited. That's fine. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's all I have okay. to talk about. Uh, so I guess we should uh, answer any questions that we have been sent. Matthew, do we yes. have some questions? We do have some questions. But first, Wib, how should people ask us questions? <gasps> oh, I don't know. God. Send a messenger pigeon or something. My... <laughs> You send them to the email address onlydramamat at snipeandwib at gmail.com. Yeah, you yes. do. So, just a couple this week. Okay. So, first up, Grinning Isaac. Hello, Isaac. So, I've been watching Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and it's becoming very useful for all the Klingons to carry knives with all the changelings running around. <laughs> yes. So the question is, if you were a starship captain, what mm. one item would you require every crew member to carry? Dildo. It's not Mass Effect. No. Um, <laughs> oh, is this is this specifically in Star Trek or uh, in general? No, it just says it just says Starship Captain. Mm, so well, I'd say we have interpret to, it how you'd like. I will. I am going to interpret it as basically I'm in that situation, and I need to figure okay. out a an item that we could all carry around so that we know who's 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 real. Well, what I'm going to do, because I'm very bad at answering these kind of questions, is I am going to make a reference to a media property I enjoy in lieu of having a personality. Oh, um, proceed. So I am going to suggest... Didn't know we had Ernest Klein on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Did I go too hard? Oh, Ernest is a bad writer. Um... <laughs> My favourite bit of that was you mocking him for referencing things by referencing things. <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's because, that's what we call meta. Um, but yes, everyone should take a towel with them because uh, it is very it is very useful. Moist if you're, in space. If you're damp, mm. then you can wipe you can yourself make the towel down. Moist. If you find yourself um, on a uh, you know in in a state of undress, you can use it as a makeshift makeshift clothes. You can, if you're really lonely, you can damp it with some soap, roll it up, and fuck it. Fuck it. Uh, yeah. You can wrap it up and use it as a pillow. Like it's just a very useful thing. After you've washed it mm. from fucking it, of course. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, I mean, you've got to got to wash it out first. Don't sleep on your fuck towel. Like, don't sleep on your fuck towel. Wash it first. <laughs> wash it first. <laughs> oh, Why do I know that's going to be the title? It's not because it's got swearing <laughs> in yeah, it. Yeah, but then, then you that... then you censor it. F star star K. It probably will still get flagged. YouTube's a bad platform. <laughs> yeah. So okay, drummer butt. What about you? Um, the fuck towel. Well, <laughs> just the fuck towel. He wouldn't use it for anything else. It's just a fuck towel. It's got a bit crusty over the ears. Oh. In what? Well, yeah. If you, if you don't use it for if you don't use it for any other purpose, you don't have to bother washing it. So. I mean, you do because otherwise it's going to be like you're starching your fucking your fuck towel. Eventually, and then it just becomes a piece of drywall. Yeah, and then you've got like you've got yes. what are they called? It gets it? better with age. It's fine. No drywall and, and cum do not get better with age. <laughs> oh, I mean to be fair, I guess we we are all a bit of cum. We're we're all a bit cummy, aren't we? And like, I think people get better with age. Are, are you are you making that point because that is the origin point for everybody? Yeah, is a bit of cum, bit of cum, bit of cum. Yeah, bit we, cum. We, that is that is part of the material that make a person. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, um, I reckon if you if you're on a starship, 
things could get a bit cranky and you don't want people to fall out because you're up there for a long time there's not really anywhere else to go so everyone has to carry around emergency biscuits for then if anyone gets like hangry and wants to fall out with someone you can be like it just have your biscuit hmm. and then everyone will be happier and then it would be great maybe that's how like the uh gene roddenberry era of star trek happened because like biscuits it was like a whole thing uh one thing that that gene didn't like was when uh, members of the federation like what well, when humans like argued with each other uh, because it was supposed to be like a perfect society and maybe yeah. that's how we achieve that okay mm. but i'm gonna like point out a plot hole in drama matt's like idea okay i'm sorry like, i don't, sure don't want to if... roast you but like i'm gonna do it okay so like what if I bump into you on, like, DS9, on Deep Space Nine, yeah. and you're hangry, and yeah. I go, oh no, I'll, what my captain gave me were these biscuits, and I hand you a packet of pink wafers. No, because everyone carries around their own biscuits. And yeah, pink they, wafers. Choose, yeah, but you get to choose what biscuits you have. Yeah, and I chose pink wafers, and I don't know that you are rationally made angry yeah, by yeah, them. Yeah, but I'll have my, I, I can eat my own biscuits, which are anything but the, those yeah, but you, abominations. Yeah, but you ate all your biscuits, and you don't have any, and you were angry, so you were going ah, to get a commissary yeah, but you have to get to, more. You have to carry them at all times, so if, if you, as soon as you eat your biscuits, you have to replace yeah, them. Yeah, but what happens if you run out or lose them or misplace them? What, are you caught, Marshall? I'm just not accepting your pink wafer argument. Nope. Okay, but am I allowed fig rolls? You're doing so many what-ifs, it's like listening to Ben Shapiro. No, because I'm not a cunt. Yeah, that's fair. Save for the sake of argument. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yeah. Anyway, okay, okay, fine. Perfect I, answer. Okay, fine. I would have everyone <laughs> carry around a squishmallow <laughs> or a cuddly toy for similar like a, reasons. But so, yeah, because like honestly, I've put like I have a little little dinosaur called Bugle. And I put I put him on my bag, and I've not I've started noticing when I'm walking through town, I just reach behind my back on my backpack and squeeze him and go ah, <laughs> and it just makes me feel better. So I would give everyone like a cuddly toy that they like, and so that they can just give it a bit of a squeeze if they're feeling grumpy. That's fair. And if someone's being if someone's being an evil changeling who wants to harm them, then they can just basically choke them to death by force feeding them. The, the you can't. Really, it would go in like DS9 style changeling because you can't really choke them. Oh, can't you? Okay. No. Then um, I would also have like uh, uh, into, like George Hoover's so they could s- give them the suck and suck up the changelings. <laughs> you and could then... probably suck okay. up the changeling. Yeah. And it would just make it feel weird. Especially if they're having a sleep in the bucket. Yeah. And then it's like... <laughs> And then it's like, dang, I've got my changeling now. Yeah. And, and stuck you... inside a Dyson, silly fucker. No, it's not a Dyson, it's a George. That's that's my sexual fantasy. That's true. That's to true. be to, to having a having a nap in a bucket and then be woken up by George the Hoover and he's like, You fancy a suck, love? And I'm like, Oh, go on. <laughs> and he sucks you up and you sit there fermenting s- in his bag. I sit there fermenting amongst the dust bunnies and lost teeth. You see, you're sitting there and you're being absurd, but somebody is getting somebody is getting their dick out right right yeah, now. Who's listening? Me. <laughs> I have to sit on my hands. Anyway, what's the next question? Okay, so the second question, and I feel like this is an appropriate one to end on, considering the definitely not political nature of the podcast so far. <laughs> so, Erica. Hello, Erica. How could 40k or or other similarly nerdy media? Um, but let's start with 40k. How could 40k be changed fluff or lore-wise by the developers or just by the fan base in terms of headcanon and homebrew to better accommodate minorities? So, for instance, like obviously there's no female space marines, and there's no there's, like 
there's like a lack of representation amongst face Moon chapters. So the White Scars are only the the only age, East Asian inspired chapter. Yeah, and oh, Yarick's the only main LGBTQ like, plus yeah. character. Like, there's obvious things to do, but but yeah, how how would you if you were the developers of 40k, what would you change to just make it a more inclusive? I would personally, I would hire a fuckload of writers um, and. Uh, artists who were of the LGBTQIA plus community or people of color just to basically go, okay, I as a white person can't, I don't know your story. So please after you. And then basically, you know, get, get them, different perspectives, get different perspectives yeah. because that's what fucking fiction is all about. Mm. It's not just the same fucking perspective over and over again. Mm. So yeah, have some, have, have like a trans person come in or a, say like a person with autism, come in and like mm. write a character you know or like advise heavily on a character mm. and like basically because like the world is more than just fucking cis het neurotypical people yeah or like or, or able-bodied people it's like and there's so many stories out there that are this sounds like so miss america but like i am having <laughs> trouble kind of articulating but like there's so many stories out there that aren't being told because they're slightly different and it's fucking yeah. irritating and I just, it's like, yeah, so fucking, like, bring in some trans people to either write, like, oh, yeah, here's a bunch of trans space marines or, or like, whatever. It's like, that would be awesome. Cause yeah, because I, I remember a little while ago, I, I, I put up a thing, like a thread on Twitter, um, uh, of talking about the, the, the female space marine thing. Because even though, like, this, this, this 40k is not, like, the greatest, like, issue in the world or anything. But I was saying one of the problems with um, something like uh, like the female space marine thing where people argue about it is that regardless of where you stand on the issue, um, the fact that um, they have said that women can't do this has led to a lot of people with quite, like in this instance, quite misogynistic views sitting there going, oh, women aren't strong enough, women aren't good enough to do this. And it effectively becomes, Mm. it becomes basically a... It reinforces negative stereotypes. Well, yeah, what it is is bigotry that is basically endorsed by the canon. Because the canon is effectively saying, you are right to think this. Now, that's not the intention at all. Oh, absolutely not. But that is kind of that's the soft... That's how it comes across. Yeah. And, and especially in like a uh, in a thing like 40k, where you have physical stats that show the difference between, say, like sisters and space marines. Yeah. It's a very real, tangible difference between male and female. Showing the... Typically, yeah. female sisters, like 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 battle sisters, as being numerically nowhere near as good as the men, which mm. is even again, though canonically there's way more going on there that makes them better. Absolutely, but, but like, you know. and it's just it's it's because of like simplification of say rules, statistics, stuff like this, and people basically viewing that as like, oh yeah, no, obviously women are weaker than men. Look. Like you know, they can't. They can't be space marines. Also, look at their stats. They're way shittier than space marines. Women couldn't deal with it because they're weaker. It's like that's. I'm not, again. That is obviously not the intent, but that is what a lot of that's what the minority of idiots in like the 40k fandom, or just like a lot of fandoms in general, will see stuff like that and just interpret it like that, because that's kind of what it looks like. Even if it wasn't intended, it has a very negative effect. Yeah, and it's like the whole. I, I think that's one of the, the things that uh, I, 
I, I think there's often like a, a misunderstanding is when when you talk about things like this and and like you know sitting there and saying that this these actions make make the um, the fandom the setting whatever they make it less it may, they make they make it hostile to people that don't sit within the the uh, what people would consider the main demographic of it yeah um, and because. But just because that's true doesn't mean it's like a, an intentional thing or that it's something that people are desperately trying to keep people out. It's like, no, it's just there's a lot of quirks about how media is created. And sometimes you have to kind of take a step back and realize that just because you're creating something that has its own internal reasons for, say, a good example would be how um, the Imperium is um, kind of fascist, uh, yet a lot of things within the law kind of make excuses for that being the right choice. Yeah. And that's kind of not great. Mm. <laughs> um, it it yeah. is and an issue. Sometime, and the thing is, that in and of itself, as a piece of art where it goes, this is a thing, we've set it in a world where we have this totalitarian state and this is comes across like the right choice is not an inherently bad but you have to be aware that when you do that you do make a space that is friendly to fascists yeah and just like with the the female marine thing it doesn't the lack of them doesn't mean that anyone who is against it is a misogynist or anything because like it doesn't mean the law is inherently like misogynist or that there isn't a place for something where women are excluded for law reasons but no. it does mean that you've made a space that is comfortable for misogynists. Because they can sit there and scream mm. Laurel like yeah. all day. And you've got to may and like as a creator you maybe should think about that. And I think GWR these days. No, absolutely. Credit where credit's due. GW are doing a hell of a lot better. Mm. Like, you know, we're like again, Ripper Jackson. Mm. That, like like I said earlier, if you can imagine her being designed in the 90s and how much mm. it would just be like, yeah, let's just have TNA because, girl. Whereas now it's like, no, no, she thematically fits within the Katachan aesthetic. Yeah. And that works. And she's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. In case you can't tell, I have thought a lot about this recently. So I've yeah, got like a yeah. lot of a lot of thoughts rolling around my head. Yeah. But I mean, I think mm. I might be able to offer a unique perspective uh, to at least you guys. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As definitely. a female in a predominantly male dominated space which again not saying that men can't have their own designated spaces or their own things but it's still like coming into it when i was a lot younger oh i felt so fucking unwelcome there was like you know just the fact that there's not many women visible Especially back in those days, there were barely any women visible mm. in 40k. It was just like that reinforced the whole, well, there's no place for a woman here. Fuck off, kind of thing. So you know, mm. it was it was validating the misogynists. Mm. And like you know, back when I like like back when you know I was like 14, 15, just I wouldn't even go into a games workshop because it just felt so unwelcome to me. Because again, it reinforce that misogynist thing so you know as, as uh, growing older now i like i mean we were talking to this a couple of people mm. 
um, we know in Warhammer World. And like we were talking about how, yeah, now like you walk into Warhammer World and there's like multiple lady employees. And it's just, it. I don't feel, because like when I first started, I felt like I wasn't allowed in Games Workshop, I wasn't allowed in Warhammer World. I wasn't allowed to like it. Uh, you know, you get the gatekeeping thing where someone's like, oh yeah, okay, you play Space Marines. Yeah, yeah, it's because you're shit at 40k. There's always, it's like, I, I remember playing fucking multiplayer Doom as a little girl and getting that shit. Mm. So, oh yeah, bet you just want to suck everyone's dick. It's like, you know, not everything is about, like, kissing doing kissing with boys jimothy it's just sometimes i can like things and like the problem is you internalize that gatekeeping you do you can't help it it's like Mm. because you know it's not something you actively notice happening a massive amount of the time Mm. so you start so as like someone who is a minority in a space (laughs) i I know how that sounds sound like basically talking as a as a white woman (laughs) but like uh, you you start doing that too, so you you start trying to vie for attention and being like, I'm not like the other girls. I'm cool. I don't like pink, and it's just fucking bullshit, reinforcing mm. garbage. And it just it literally just sits there and goes, women, if women and female coded things are bad, and I have to basically attempt to be more masculine to be accepted in this space. Now, what I'm getting to in my incredibly (laughs) rambling fucking bullshit is when female characters started to appear and more sensible female sculpts started to appear and female staff members started to appear, I started feeling a lot more comfortable. I felt a lot more welcome because it was like, hey, officially, women exist in this (laughs) setting. So, like... That's cool. And now I feel like I truly have carved out a place for myself and fuck everyone. <laughs> and just that little thing that I don't I don't know, I think a lot of men probably wouldn't notice that kind of thing because as especially yeah, in that in, mm. in that time period when you guys were like 13 like your old kids or whatever. Apart Everyone from like, was an awkward looking 13 year old kid in the shop at the time. So of course I felt like, you know, yeah, fine. no, but I mean like <laughs> you probably would never have thought twice about going in and just chatting shit with one of like the GW employees. No, not at all. Whereas no. I do. And mm. that's mm. just me. And the only, the only thing that separates me from you guys is that I'm a lady. Whereas a trans person or like, you know, a, a person of color who's like, you know, basically all these um, like barely represented minorities will probably feel way worse than I did. Mm. But mm. the fact that we're starting to get something that's like, that's really positive seeing that because I want more people of color. I want more, more LGBTQIA plus people in the hobby. So like, they can start like writing stories and doing all this stuff and telling different fucking stories. So it's not just, I'm a white angry dude and I kill things. <laughs> yeah. Like the Imperium's fucking massive. There is space for all of these people. And, and like, we should no fucking, not have them. <laughs> they, they should be here. They deserve to be here. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's yeah, annoying they, yeah. when you see fuckwits online going, I'm going to, to, to talk for 47 hours about how I think black people existing is somehow bad for me. And it's like, okay, listen, numbnuts. No one gives a fuck what you're saying. Hey, no, no, look, it's fine to have a gay character as long as there's a narrative reason for it. Okay, but why is every character straight? For no reason. 
Some people are gay, Stephen. Yeah. They're allowed to be... Yeah, okay, I'm getting super heated about this. But yeah, basically... It's it's fine. Uh, the people who are annoyed have stopped listening by now anyway. Oh, Hell honestly, yeah. the people who are annoyed are probably like, they listened to me do the intro and went, fucking political bullshit, and just disliked yeah. and left something. Mm. About, I just like, you, about me yeah. cocking you by existing. Yeah. I'd, just like, I'd just like to point out, because I've said this numerous times over the years, um... I, I, I tend to, you know, we tend to use the term quote-unquote political to refer to, like, these kind of discussions. But I do not consider, in a real sense, if I'm talking to real humans who aren't very <laughs> online, I don't consider anything we do or talk about to be actually very political. I consider it to I be, at see... best, just, you know, just maybe a fraction. Like I mean, you know. I don't see how you can say, oh, a trans person existing is somehow political. It's like, no, that's that's a person fucking existing. Yeah, just a person. Like, they are a person. So you're the one politicizing someone's very existence, and that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, it's like, hey, maybe just deconstruct yeah. what you're thinking about. But yes, Erica, <laughs> that's our fucking incredibly long and probably very garbled answer. What about you, drummer Matt? What do you think? I want to. I want to hear what you say. Um, I mean, yeah, no, I'm. I'm willing to dele- delegate to you on this one purely because, like, <sighs> I mean. <sighs> We've had enough fucking just like cis white guys telling people what to do. Like I'm not, I my what? Yeah, I the very first thing you said is that I would employ people to write write it and do things that aren't me, basically. Mm. Which is obviously white genocide. <laughs> <laughs> At what point have we crossed the line? I don't know, but basically, I think yeah. <sighs> Okay, so again, people who are angry about this, you know, people who are rationally angry at being reminded that people who aren't white or or heterosexual or cis exist, they've already stopped listening. Yeah. So I can say what the fuck it's I a want. Long like, you know, po- feminism is actually really good, actually, because it it like doesn't just fight for women's rights; it fights for all genders. Yeah, the patriarchy sucks for everyone. Yeah. yeah. I, I love it how they've all gone and started writing this manifesto going, Oh, God, I bet you're going to just, like, write Brexit on a piece of paper and spit on it for 20 minutes. Ooh! Or whatever. So, yeah, we can say what we like. Okay, we've got to that point then. Okay, yeah. yeah uh, um, trans rights are human rights. Trans rights are um, human rights. Uh, if you think that non-binary people are fake or they should medically transition, then you're an absolute piece of shit and you're fucking wrong. You don't need dysphoria to be trans. <laughs> okay, let's just leave it now. I've the got... blue passports that you're so proud of are black, so... <laughs> oh, I bet they don't like that. Yeah, let's... Furries are like some of the last bastion of true punks and anarchists, <laughs> and we should respect them as comrades. Also, eat the rich. Eat the rich. <laughs> Physically, um, if you have to. And Vegemite is better in every single way than Marmite. I'm sorry to get political. Ooh. Ooh, wow. Well, sorry. Oh, no, that's, that's it. That's the line. Ooh, is that that's a line? The line. <laughs> oh, God, I'm not reading the comments on this one. <laughs> no. I just don't... I don't have a fucking spoons for it. don't care. Jesus. <laughs> it's like, um, if you want to argue with anything, apart from the last thing, because that's a completely perfect point and I should never be argued with, um... <laughs> I just want to say, like, really seriously now, if you have a problem with the idea of including more trans people or basically any kind of, like, minority, or like, like in 40k or any other space, I want you to seriously think about why that is. And also, I can't find the words to explain to you why you should care about people. Just please care about people. 
trans people, non-binary people, autistic people, disabled people, the whole fucking nine are people who deserve respect and care. And just having them share their stories in, say, 40k is not an attack on anyone else. It is just them telling their story. And that's really fucking important. So, yeah. please, yeah, like, well if, if, if yeah. you are, yeah, if you're made angry by that, please just think about why that makes you angry. And I, I hope you stop being angry about it because it's just, it's just going to upset you and make everyone else's lives bad. So let's talk about dicks for like a palate cleanser. <laughs> I hope the next question isn't like, oh, so what is, <laughs> what's your favorite type of pubic hair? I'm like, finally, my time to shine. <laughs> what's a, what is your opinion on the uh, on the fucking state of fucking Rojava? Like, oh god. Oh god. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I got I get, I get really heated about this kind yeah, of stuff. Like, don't do not don't apologize. Yeah, no. I just I like. It's it's always a worry when um, I basically have to do off the cuff stuff like that because I don't mm. want to I don't want to misrepresent oh, yeah, my point of, yeah yeah or say yeah, something yeah, so. that could be taken very wrong so it's like it's always a bit nerve wracking for me if I don't have basically yeah, yeah, a prepared totally. statement yeah. <laughs> but yeah is that the end of the questions answer all questions with the confidence of a mediocre white dude <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be fine <laughs> oh okay I'll try. <laughs> They've stopped listening. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but no, that, that that is all the questions. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, Good. Ended on a on a spicy <laughs> note. Ended ended on a positive note. Yeah, I I, I yeah. absolutely agree. But I'm just I'm gonna keep an eye mm. on the dislike ratio on this one because <laughs> you know you can't help but be a little bit self destructive when you say something as as shocking as people have feelings. I people know. are people. <gasps> SJW <laughs> But yeah, um sorry it got so serious at the end, but No I'm not. Uh <laughs> That's just how life be sometimes. That's just how it be. But yeah, thank you very much for the questions, and we shall see you in a couple of weeks. Yes. Bye bye. Goodbye everybody. Bye. <laughs>